0: What's up, Abundant babe? I'm so glad you found your way here. You're in the right place for the highest of vibes, the silliest of laughs, and the best of the bunch, all things related to spiritual entrepreneurship and creating holistic success. This is your host, Viola Hug, a coach for women who desire to have it all, alignment, wealth, impact, and joy. Come find me at Viola Hug on Instagram. Join my free Abundant Babes group on Facebook, or grab a copy of my best-selling book, "You Are an Abundant Babe," on Amazon. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hey, hey! Welcome back to the Abundant Babes podcast today. Get excited because I'm excited because we have Emily on the show, and Emily is freaking awesome. You're going to love her. I just know you are. Like, we actually, well she knew me through my podcast and then we've been working together for over a year now. She's one of my incredible clients. Like I've seen this woman go from like, like there's been so much growth. There's been so many changes. There's been so much evolution in this past year. It's been wild and amazing. Um, and I'm so, so, so excited to have her on the show today. So welcome Emily. Thank you for being here.
1: Hello. I am so excited. This is fun.
0: Yeah, this is so fun. So let's you share your story a little bit more I mean for those of you who don't know Emily go follow her she's cool um what's what's your Instagram mindful hair by Emily yeah cool and there's like dots in between there somewhere right there's
1: dots but if you search it it just comes up cool
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, mindful hair by Emily so Emily is actually a salon owner she's a stylist she specializes in extensions and she's also like on the flip side of that really been developing other aspects of her entrepreneurship as well, diving into the online world, course creation, um, and just kind of like being a leader within the industry for people like to actually become like really like empowered, legit business people, <laughs> if, that, mm-hmm. if that doesn't, I mean, we're going to go into it a little bit further, but why don't you share your story a little bit, Emily? How'd yeah,
1: think Thanks. Feel? Um, it's so interesting. It's always interesting to hear somebody like, say your story back to you because it's just kind of your life. But then when you reflect, you're like, dang, I did all those things. Cool. <laughs> you know." So, um, yeah, I grew up in the Midwest when I was 20. I moved to California and that kind of started this trajectory of like what am i doing and where am i going Mm -hmm. um i did like the traditional in quotes route by going away to college um and that year i was just like i don't know what the hell i'm doing here or why um so i just kind of took this opportunity and then figured it out along the way and at one point my mom was like you should go to cosmetology school you've always been good at doing hair and And I was like, I just kind of did it for friends in high school and that sort of thing. Um, I guess I just didn't think it was like a career. But I was waiting tables and um, I just didn't want to do that any longer. I worked as a nanny. You know, I just did like all sorts of things Mm -hmm. and it was fine. Like it felt good, like making money and being on my own and I'm living in this state by myself and um, yeah, but I felt like I needed something else. And so I went to cosmetology school and through that, I found so many opportunities that it had um, within the industry, you know, you could do Hair, you could set your own hours, you could be a salon owner, you could work well, especially living in Southern California, there's like the entertainment industry and just so many opportunities. And so that was really um, exciting to me. Yeah. So, yeah, I studied under, um, I worked kind of as an apprentice while I was finishing school for a man that had a product company. And he just kind of took me under his wing and I learned. Whatever I could. And he taught me, he's like, you need to be an overfilled sponge, just like take it all in, all in, all in, all in. And so I was like, okay. Um, And I worked doing like hair shows for about a year. Um, So it was interesting to be on the other side of the industry, the products. But um, I had actually never done hair. <laughs> so <laughs> I got into a salon and I was at the same salon my whole life. And it was a good place to be. I had good mentors with the owners, um, two owners. They had a very different philosophy for things. <laughs> one did hair, one didn't. So I kind of learned both sides of the business. Right. Um, but as I grew, uh, not only as a stylist, but as a person and in my personal life, um, it just didn't feel good anymore mm-hmm. I guess um it probably started with my daughter uh, when I was pregnant with her I was actually looking to maybe like leave and expand my business and then I had her and I was just like i don't really care about anything else but her <laughs> you know <laughs> um she's
0: so cute honestly. she is so
1: <laughs> cute uh, and it was just like it was a good experience to just yeah, like, have her and have something that wasn't work, 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 Um, Mm because it is a real hustle mentality um, in the salon industry traditionally. Hopefully that's shifting, and I think there is a big resurgence of that, um, which is what I want to be on the side of. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I, um, I went back to work and then got pregnant with my son and I was done. Like I hit full on burnout because now I'm not just working and enjoying it. I have so many different things going on with my husband and my kids and my business. And, um, I just kind of took a leap of faith and left. I mean, it's the only salon I'd ever been in, um, and it was a big decision to leave, but it's been amazing. And then through that, um, there were a lot of challenges or perceived challenges, but it felt like every time I was like on a cliff, when I just jumped it worked out, but Mm -hmm. it feels fucking scary when you're standing on the edge, you know? (laughs) Um, I like hiring Viola as a coach was one of those edges. I'm just like, I don't even know what a coach is or what I would be doing or how this works, but I need something to shift. And I feel like I need um, a partner in a way to do it or some sort of guidance or some sort of, not a shortcut per se, but um, I was tired of always having to figure it out for myself and stumbling and fumbling along the way. I always got there, but it just seemed like a lot of effort. (laughs) Yeah, totally.
0: And then like when you left the salon, that's when you started your own salon, right?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I had a partner and we started our own salon and uh you had your baby like and then you hired me like as many things as you could squeeze it in was <laughs> a lot yeah I quit I quit my salon the only salon I'd ever been in eight months pregnant <laughs> opened a salon had a baby and then just jumped right into like whatever the new life was supposed to look like it's kind of
0: amazing it's so cool I think it's like um, it's really cool to hear hear that evolution. And then since then there's been so much evolution as well, because like, firstly, like you really started to shift, like how you show up in your own business, like in your own work as a stylist. And there's been like lots of growth and shifts within that. And then also you started to realize that you had kind of like a passion for really uplifting the industry and shifting that. Do you want to talk about that a little bit more and like maybe how, uh, Cosmo CEO, the, like that brand came about?
1: It came to be, well, It was kind of, um, when I first started in the industry, all of the education that we got and my salon owners were, um, put a lot of value on education, but it was always through like big name companies. So like Redken, everybody knows Redken, they would come in, they would be our educators and we'd learn about cuts and colors. and that was really it. And then after a while, some of the businesses um, started doing more behind the scenes uh, in your business because we're not employees of the salon. We don't have a W2. We don't even have a 1099. So we're kind of this weird niche where we are our own business. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like being the store inside of the mall you know like the mall feeds us business but we pay rent to be there so like when i took maternity leave that cost me money there's no paid time off i don't even get um, financial aid from the government because I'm self-employed. So Mm -hmm. I still had to pay rent while I took my maternity leave, which was Mm -hmm. fine. I planned for it, but, um, there's a lot of things in our industry like that, that we are not set up for in cosmetology school. They do not tell you how to run your business, even little things like you need to have a separate business account, um, than your personal checking account, you know? So, um, Yeah. And so I thought I was doing the right things. The salon owner helped me in that way. And then, yeah, it was just a lot of figuring it out on my own, but I, I think it was, I was pregnant with Ben and I was doing my taxes and I realized that I had been making the same amount of money my entire career. This was 10 years. Mm. And, I thought I was doing all the right things by raising my prices each year, um, standing in my worth in quotes, you know, (laughs) charging my worth, whatever. Um, but really I was just doing whatever I was just charging, whatever they said. I mean, it's interesting looking back because there's even little things in there. Like nobody charged more than what the salon owner charged. Mm -hmm. Why, you know, He doesn't, I was taking classes on my own just because he's been doing it longer. So there's weird value on like, who's been doing it longer. Mm -hmm. And I don't think longevity has anything to do with merit or even how good you are or, you know, what you should charge or anything like that. So, Mm
0: -hmm. um, I mean, we've all had haircuts from someone who's like in their fifties, been doing hair their whole life. And we're like, what happened to my hair?
1: (laughs) Literally, I know they—they they would be like who's you know people call in who's been doing hair the longest. I'm like, I mean, if that's what you want, this old tired stylist. <laughs> it's a little cutthroat, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but yeah, that realization that when I was raising my prices, all I had ever done was um, account for inflation. I never actually got a proper raise. And I just remember thinking like in what industry or in what business does somebody not get a raise in 10 years? Like that's crazy. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it just made me do this like full deep dive into what, what is that and how can I change it? And then, I mean, you're, course um the money program that was like you know head explosion all all the things so but being mindful of that sometimes you don't know what questions to ask and then if they don't get asked they won't get answered and you just keep going along and so i think courses and coaching and things like that are valuable just in the sense that you have more awareness of what your opportunities are
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's been really cool to see like what you've done with that information. Cause like, um, everyone listening knows I'm obsessed with human design and, Mm -hmm. um, Emily's an MG and like her whole chart is very much like leadership focused. Like she's got a lot of like leadership energy in her chart and it's, it's really cool to see now, like really like what you've been able to create and your vision for where you're going. Like, um, you've created a course, uh, for, people just just be a little bit more like educated on how to properly run their business like with money mindset and those kinds of things in it as well correct that's your cosmo ceo course mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And...
1: yeah that um that kind of came about it, it evolved so it's so interesting learning about human design because as a manifesting generator i have a lot of ideas mm-hmm. and i think sometimes society or the matrix or whatever kind of tells you to like rein it in you know like you really should like focus on this or you should do this on that timeline or you should do that and i'm like right but i have all these ideas and i can do all these things and i want you know i want to so um knowing that a it's okay for me to have multiple ideas or passions and not feeling guilty about leaving one or the other but also, learning that just because I have the idea doesn't mean I need to do the idea, you know, yeah. at that moment. So, yeah, it's been good to learn about that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then the latest kind of addition and evolution to that is are you announcing this yet? Podcast vibes. Yeah. Like <laughs> <I'm laughs> mouthing to you. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah so like who's the who's your podcast for um it's for the industry so the beauty industry or if you just like listening to stylists talk about um the business yeah i I, um right now in california salons are shut down again yeah Mm um so it's it's been interesting the first time it felt like this global crisis and we were all in it together and all the stylists were not working um but california was the only state that went backwards so we reopened and it was a lot of effort to reopen financially and just you know being prepared properly Um, and then to be told to close again it shook me in a way that i did not expect Mm -hmm. um it's And what I think it really came down was freedom. You know, Mm -hmm. I built my business and I built everything that I have in my career so that I have freedom, not just financially, but time to choose the people I want to work with and all these things. And then also identifying as a hairstylist for so long. Mm -hmm. And then just to be told that I can't do that. Um, it was rough. So, the first time I finished the course, which was a blessing because it was time consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, it just is a lot of work to get something together like that. And then this time I'm like, okay, now what am I going to do with this time? And I, I just love talking to other stylists. I love hearing their stories. I think it doesn't matter. Like I said in the beginning, hearing your own story is kind of weird. People don't realize that people want to relate. They want to have that kind of connection like, oh, you went through that too, or oh, I didn't know you could do that. And so I think having a podcast for stylists um, to just introduce each other to the industry, um, see different versions of what your career could look like um Mm -hmm. and just really elevate the industry i think it's a little um i don't know what word i'm looking for but sometimes when people when you tell somebody you're going to cosmetology school it's kind of like oh that's cute like (laughs) oh she couldn't get into college you know but it's a billion dollar industry and stylists are making good money, six figures behind the chair. And so it's no joke. I mean, it's, it's a full on business and it may be a business of one, but it could expand to more. Um, and Mm -hmm. I think if, if people really saw that, I think if our, if we took it seriously ourselves, um, then other people will too and then we wouldn't have to have courses about charging your worth and not giving discounts because (laughs) of xyz and things like that yeah oh
0: my gosh absolutely and i think that's um really what um i really love what you're creating is because it's like bringing a lot of this like um personal growth stuff like understanding your role and like really valuing your role to this industry um which is so needed i think I love it. Yeah, so, definitely. yeah. And it's it's also really cool to hear like, I, and I think this is what's going to be so interesting with your podcast. I was saying to you on our call the other day, but like um, hearing people's stories of how they're navigating COVID, you know, how they're yeah. navigating this global pandemic and how how they're getting creative and how I believe, like from what I've seen anyway through you is like, it's actually forcing people to be more creative. So there's like so much more opportunity coming up with in the industry as well. And I think that's true for many different industries um, but it's, yeah, it's going to be really cool to hear people's stories of how they're adapting and also to see, to co- continue to see how you're like leading people in that and sharing what you're doing and how people can, um, be okay. Even if another global pandemic were there.
1: Yeah. Which it probably will. It, it felt like a very kind of make or break situation. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have the people that are like okay, this is going on. This is how I'm going to navigate it. And I'm going to take the opportunity to do this and this. And then there are other people that are just upset, you Mm -hmm. know, and angry and wallowing. And Mm -hmm. I think if they can see what opportunities there are, or if they had a foundation, like with my course, I talk about setting a financial foundation because a lot of a lot of making more money has more to do with spending less than actually earning more, you know, but it's that kind of conscious spending or Mm -hmm. um, yeah, doing things with intentions. Yeah. So just setting that foundation so that when you get shut down, you're not like, emergency fund, what? You know, like, this is it. This is it. This is the emergency. That's what those dollars were supposed to be sitting there waiting for. Is -hmm. it annoying to have to use your emergency fund? Yeah, kind of, but that's what it's, that's what it's for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, hearing you talk as well, it's just really cool because I think it's like, no matter like who's listening right now, I think this is relatable all the time because everything that you're sharing um, about like charging your worth shifting making changes like doing more of what you love is so relevant is there anything that comes to mind that you feel like has been like big like lessons or understandings or like aha moments that you've learned that you'd want to share with people listening who might be going through like a shift and a change and an evolution in what they're doing at the moment um
1: pause I think taking pause to just look almost outside of yourself at what's going on and why you are feeling what you are. Um, I also think like as an entrepreneur, as a mother, as a friend, as you feel like you wear a lot of hats and you're running around doing all these things and women are supposed to multitask and you can do it all and you can, um, but a structure in, sort of way helps um in that you can kind of like take things down like with you i'll start finding myself kind of flailing and then it's like i just need to write down what i actually need to do and then the list is like three things but it feels so overwhelming when i just feel like i have so much to do but what do i really what do i really need to do Mm -hmm. so just yeah, just taking time to pause um meditation has been hugely helpful. Mm-hmm. Um and not being overwhelmed by what that means. So like this morning I dropped off the kids at my in-laws and I just did a five-minute YouTube singing bowl meditation just to like clear my mind,
0: which mm-hmm. is
1: hard, but at least I tried and it always feels better. Yeah. Always, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Yeah, just kind of a flow. Mm -hmm. I think going from a mindset of like hustle and grind and how cool it is to like do all the things to being like, actually, flow feels real good. (laughs) And I'm going to keep doing that. (laughs) I know. Like a lot of us, like I feel
0: like we're in society, we're so conditioned to like um, value the hustle, you know, like we have more value when we're working really hard. And it's like quite funny because. I used to be like that. Like, my early 20s, I was just, like, if I could tell people that I was so busy and I was, like, so exhausted, it was, like, I, like, wore it, like, a freaking star, like, yeah. Like,
1: yeah. I'm a boss. Look at me yeah. doing, like, like, running oh, ragged.
0: Goodness, look how busy I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, And it's really funny because we have, like, neighbors in our little, like, area we live and they are in like their early 20s and they're like straight hustlers Mm -hmm. and like every time we see them they're like sorry just been so busy phone calls all day till 8 p.m like can't stop won't stop (laughs) laugh like I mean good on them but it's just like so funny because we used to be like exactly like that and now we're just like taking our son for a stroll in the (laughs) afternoon and like waving and they're always just like hey guys, too busy talk. Sorry, just got another another sale to make. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Um, Oh, it's so funny. But um, yeah, it does feel really good. And I think that's when we start to like separate our value from what we do. You know, like it's not about what we do. It's not even about what we receive, where our value is. You know, our value is what we can like just appreciate within ourselves. And it's like there's no scale to our value. It just is right. Mm-hmm. Like we're valuable. We're worthy. There's no fucking question about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everything else just gets to be fun. Like you get to explore, like, what do you, if that's the standard, like you're worthy anyway, then what do you want to experience? And it's a totally different approach.
1: Yeah. I was actually, um, laying in bed with Vivian last night. She's four and a half and she was having like a I don't want you to leave kind of moment. And then I was like, what do you mean leave? Like I'm right here. And she's like, I don't want you to go to work in the morning. And it was so cool to have a conversation with her around like how mommy loves what I do. And I love like helping people and teaching people. And I get to be creative and I get to do like all these different things. And I want her to know that I don't have to go to work to make money, to like Mm -hmm. be in the grind. Like I really enjoy what I do and she could have that as well. Mm -hmm. It it was nice to talk about it again because especially with everything going on this year, it feels, you feel slightly disconnected from the industry and what you do and what your identity is. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, what I do, it may shift you know, there may come a day where I don't do hair anymore and that's fine, but it will always be something that I had and something that shaped me and put me on this path. And um, yeah, it's nice to be able to help her see that too. Yeah.
0: That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. What, an
1: awesome, what an awesome thing. I just
0: like, feel so like excited for children growing up, like within, you know, the growth type of industry.
1: <laughs> yeah, so. well and to like knowing um what we were talking about human design, wow. like knowing her human design and being able to relate that cuz I have two very different children, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's nice to be able to help both of them in the way that they needed or they would receive it best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
0: cool. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And that's what I love as well with Milo. It's like I can just be like more consciously aware of his energy type even though he's only 3 months old it's like i already notice particular things like he just he needs to use up his energy you know he's an mg2 and we're both open sacrals like i'm manifester next projector and so for us we'd be fine just chilling on the couch all day. But for him, we need to take him for a walk. We need to change his environment. You know, there's like things you can do to help them use up their energy when they're that young. And we just have to be mindful of that. And it's just like kind of cool because we know when he has extra energy and he's like not sleeping, it's not because something's wrong. He just needs to be entertained a little while, you know, and then he's
1: fine. Exactly, (laughs) like Vicky's a projector. And so she does need the rest, but she's also four. So she has boundless energies, you know? So sometimes it's just telling her, hey, like literally you yeah. need to stop. <laughs> you have to stop. Yeah. And I mean, she's has got, she's say? in a family full of defined safe
0: girls as well. Yeah. So
1: she's picking yeah. up
0: all the time. And, exactly. Yeah. It's, it is really cool to know. And I think that's like also so important to remember that children are just like so intuitive. Like if we just stay out of their way, mm-hmm. you know, other than like the, the boundaries that need to be there for the most
1: part that they're fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for the most part she's always been so easy because she'll just do whatever we do yeah this year we don't do anything but um you know she can go and go and go and go but if we're just kind of at home and doing our thing I'll look over and I'll be like is she asleep you will just put herself to bed (laughs) I love that yeah listening to kids letting kids I don't know if you just watch and step back and pause, you can learn so much, so mm. much.
0: Oh, so amazing. All right. Well, this has been so cool. Um, I mean, you shared your Instagram at the beginning, but where, where's like the best places that people um, can connect with you or they can learn more about your course or even just like being your vibe and all the, all the things?
1: Yeah, mostly I'm just on Instagram. Um, I'm here by Emily. There's a link, um, you know, there's a link tree thing to all... Of the things that I have to offer, podcast coming soon. Yes. Yeah,
0: Bye. I love it. Yeah, and, um, your Cosmos CEO course is also available there for anybody
1: who wants to kind of like sneak peek and maybe dive into. Right yeah. Through. Yeah. It'll be linked to there. So check it out. I mean, it's geared towards hairstylists, but there's great stuff in there, especially if you're in sort of a freelance world where there's not a set pricing or there's not somebody telling you how to price, Um, the mindset around it is still valuable for sure. Amazing. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Emily. It's been so
0: awesome. (laughs) And um, to those of you who are listening, thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll see you again next week on the next episode. Thanks again, everyone. Bye. Bye.